It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Rams Nation! What's happening? What's good? This is Bear Motter, your host of Lockdown Rams. This is the Friday edition of Lockdown Rams. By the way, that's brought to you by MyBookie.ag. If you haven't checked them out, go check it out. It is MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN when signing up and you'll get 100% of your deposit matched right out the gate. Free money, people. And we got some pretty good things to bet on this weekend. So go check that site out. Well, as I mentioned, Friday edition, we are one night sleep away from a Rams playoff game. So what do I do? I go to my recording studio here at Rams Podcast, and I pull in my friend James Kroger. James, welcome to the show. Friday edition, like I said, one sleep away, my friend, to a playoff game home at the Coliseum. How you doing, big guy? Bear, I'm more excited than I was as a little kid awaiting Christmas two days later. I am so jacked, and I don't. it's going to take... This, this next day or two is going to take a long amount of time to, to get there. I'm, I'm, I cannot wait. I know. I've been saying for the last like four or five days, can we just play tomorrow? Can we just play tomorrow? And you know what? We get to play tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm really jacked about that. We got a ton of stuff to get to today. Right off the bat, you got any uh, you know Rams news for us that you found out today? You know I do, big guy. And I want to give a shout out to the NFL MVP, Mr. Todd Gurley, oh. who for the second time this year received the Offensive Player of the Month award. He's got 440 rushing yards, 302 receiving yards, and eight touchdowns. So I'm super jacked. In a month? This month. Wow. Tom Brady, when was the last time you had two Ooh. Player of the Months? Huh? That's right. Huh? Mic drop, mic drop, and show over. Um, speaking of Todd Gurley, one thing that I'm excited about this game is, uh, I just mentioned some of his stats, but he was actually second in the NFL uh, as far as running backs were concerned with 788 receiving yards. So when it comes to receiving yards, you know our boy Todd Gurley is, has got it going on there. But the reason I'm excited about that specific stat and we're mm-hmm. looking forward to Saturday or tomorrow is the Falcons allowed the most receptions this year to running backs at 110. So it looks like it could be very well be a weak point in their defense. Nice. And I was talking with Locked On Falcons yesterday, Aaron over there, and he had kind of told me one of the weak parts of their defense uh, earlier in the season was that linebacking core, which gave up a lot of those receptions to running backs. Obviously, they had to face Alvin Kamara twice and Mark Ingram, who, who plays well out of the backfield. So he had mentioned that as a weakness for them, but he also mentioned they've been playing lights out football for the last few games and they're playing the best they played all season. So we'll see how that plays into, but I like that way that stat is. I love where Todd Gurley is healthy, mm-hmm. energized, and playing some of the best football he's done all year. Yeah, he took the week off last week, as did a lot of our starters, and I can't wait to see what uh, he's going to do. That we, what we all know, as we talked about earlier this week on Locked On, that uh, you know Atlanta has, of course, if you're any team facing the Rams, you have your eyes on Todd Gurley, so it's going to be something that they're going to need to stop uh, right off the bat. But speaking of running backs, I... I apologize. I didn't listen to the show. You guys what probably talked about this. What a jerk! But I'm just—I always update everybody on injuries, and I want to f- kind of focus on an injury on the Atlanta side with Freeman. I know he's coming off a knee injury. I know he's going to be playing. Yeah. Uh, but did you guys have a chance to? We did talk about it because also, you know, I asked him about Julio Jones, who on the report that I was looking at was limited in practice. 
And uh, he said, you know what? He's always is. That's just something we see all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's not a big deal. He did kind of get a little nervous about Freeman and, and what his um, eligibility was going to be for the game. He did practice uh, the last couple of days in a limited role. So he, he said that was a good sign because previous he didn't practice at all. So uh, he felt good about him playing, but you never know. I mean, those injuries, they also are dealing with it. We mentioned it before. Uh, their center is also uh, injured, Alex Mack. So um, he was a little banged up last game. You never know how that plays out. And this is a Rams team who seems to just knock players out of the game. Obviously, we've taken two quarterbacks out of the game uh, this year in Carson Palmer and then Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Oh, they both had Carsons. Hey, we take out Carsons. <laughs> uh, to your injury point, too, you mentioned their center, but also their left guard, Levitre, yeah. will definitely be out. Yeah, and so. he talked about him, too. You know, He said they, they got a um, you know second-string guard out there. He said that was a little bit of a, a scare Especially for— when- yeah, you're going up against Broncos yeah. and Donald. You yeah. know, what I mean, and that's what I said. You know, here at Rams Nation, we hear backup, and our, you know, we just get start getting excited and start licking our chops because that sounds like Aaron Donald's going to go off. But again, we touched on on our first show this week. You know, Matt Ryan's great against the blitz and under pressure. So we'll see. We got to get to him. We can't let him get the ball off and and uh, dump down and, and get some some plays going. So you know, it's definitely something to watch. But I, I still like that favorable matchup with Todd Gurley there. You're right, and speaking of something to watch, I'm going to let everybody know that if you're driving around L.A., specifically downtown, and you want to wonder why a lot of these buildings are lit up, especially in blue and white tomorrow night, if you don't know, I think you should be able to put that together. But if you need to let other people know, there's going to be seven buildings that are representing Rams colors for the playoffs. Santa Monica Pier, the L.A. Convention Center, the L.A. Coliseum, obviously. City Hall downtown, U.S. Bank Tower, which I believe is also downtown, and then Union Station. So represent all over the city kind of reminds me of you know back in seattle what they would do in playoffs when it when it when it was uh 12th man friday there everybody dressing in blue and green so so great to see the city united around this yep. team and you think about the best team in los angeles right now it's the los angeles rams we don't got anything going on in basketball and um something to definitely brag about and a huge turnaround from i did see year. that on twitter today someone said is this the best team that's going on in la and someone's like do you remember we were in the world series with the dodgers not too long ago <laughs> So there, there are a couple of teams, but it's good to see these youth of both teams kind of surging in the right direction. You probably assume that the Dodgers are going to be kind of putting themselves in that position for multiple years to come. And same with the Rams. This doesn't mm-hmm. seem like a fluke of what's going on. Obviously, if you follow Sean McVay, you understand that it really starts from the top, and he's really just been able to get his personality and his mindset into every man on this roster, and everyone is bought in from the top to the bottom. I also saw something uh, from Sammy Watkins when they asked about his um, you know, upcoming free agency, and he said, I can't wait for the chance to resign here. Like, nice. Obviously, it's, it's, that's lip service right now, but he's, he's bought into that point to going, hey, I, I want to make it work first before you know, it goes a different direction, and you never know in football um, what can happen in the negotiation stage and or if the Rams are even that interested or whatever, but uh, he sounded interested in staying. And I'm assuming that's kind of the same feeling that Tremaine Johnson has. You know, he's, he's here with these guys. He built something. So those two players, something to watch. But it's so great, as you talk about that, seeing the city getting get behind it and Coliseum's going to be packed. So great stuff, man. And like we said, one day away. One day away. All I need is one day. So you mentioned Tremaine Johnson. 
Uh, Wade Phillips in a presser yesterday said that, you know, he was asked about Julio Jones. I know you guys talked about it yesterday and how he's such a freak of nature and he's a great athlete. And Wade did, said that he is probably one of, if not the best uh, receiver in the NFL. Uh, Tremaine, who's going to be guarding Johnson this week, was kind of asked about that response. And Tremaine said, actually, I'm also a freak of nature and I'm looking forward to, to guarding him this week. So Tremaine's right there and he's jacked. I'm glad. And, and we talked about that briefly on the show. Not that quote. Um, specifically, but basically, um, you know, Aaron over at Lockdown Falcons said he liked the matchup and he felt good and he didn't think Tremaine was going to be someone that can shut him down. And I said, I hope that's what Tremaine thinks everyone thinks. You know, like that mindset going into the game with the mindset of the we, not me, and this just this aura that our team has right now that they believe in themselves, that he's going and taking this challenge and he's excited as well. So he's got something to prove. That's a tough opponent uh, that he's going to match up against, but... I also mentioned on the show that you know we're gonna need help from Lamarcus Joyner over the top, and um, you know put that defense together and, and work together. But I feel good about Tremaine, and it's a big game for him. So uh, we'll see how that matchup goes. Again, uh, all these playoff games are exciting. Every aspect of them. Right, and speaking of matchups, I do want to point out another person, Sanu, Mohamed Sanu, because right now he's tied with Jones for uh, uh, overall team receptions and. As great as this Rams defense is, Wade Phillips' uh, defense, we do actually struggle against the slot where Mohamed Sanu lines up quite a bit. Since our bye week, uh, we've allowed at least 70 yards and or a touchdown from the slot position. So it's one piece in this defense that we can definitely improve on. We've talked about throughout the year our, our rush D and how we've uh, struggled a bit there, but I think that's definitely improved. But when it comes to the slot position, um, you know, I think we need to be able to focus on that this weekend. We not me. We not me. We not me. Uh, hopefully in that, that middle of that field, we'll also see Mark Barron back. So we'll, he is still, you know, they're keeping it kind of close to the vest, but everything is pointing to that he's going to play. So um, last-minute updates, I think he might be a game-time decision, but I think, uh, as we mentioned many times on this podcast, this is the playoffs, man. He's going to wrap it up and play, and, and he'll be out there, and uh, hopefully he can stay healthy because we want to see this run go long-term. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trail Blazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry, you can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. 
As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. Well, speaking of matchups, perfect segue. <laughs> We're going to jump into mybookie.ag, James. We do this. You've done this before. We pick a couple games. We talk about who we think. Let's do wild card edition mybookie.ag. Guys, remember, mybookie.ag is the best place to go bet. They're super rock solid. You have no problems with them. You're going to get your money in two days. We still have the national championship to bet on, Georgia, Alabama. That's going to be a good one. Uh, Playoff weekend, so if you need a place to bet, go check it out. They do in-game live betting. That's probably my favorite thing to do. Guys, don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON. It's going to get you 100% of your deposit matched right away. Put down 100 bucks, you're going to get another 100 bucks on top of it for some free play. So it's a great deal. I don't know what else I need to tell you. Go to mybookie.ag, put some money up, use promo code LOCKEDON. James, let's play the game. All right. First game, Titans heading over to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. They're an eight and a half point underdog. They're getting eight and a half on the road. Who you got? Titans, Chiefs. Well, I, I feel like I'm kind of split here, Bear. I feel like in my heart, I kind of want to root for the Titans, but I think I know that the Chiefs are probably going to pull this away. So if I had to put my money down mm. and make this bet, I'm going to go with the Chiefs at home. Uh, but in the back of my mind, my heart is kind of secretly <laughs> really rooting for for Tennessee. So okay. if, I, if I'm in Vegas, I have to make some money. Yeah, where I'm going. But you know, I gotta I gotta kind of root for the underdog there. Okay, I dig it. Um, I think I probably would have been a little bit more on the same page with you, but I did hear that uh, Demarco Murray is out. Maybe that's why the spread is eight and a half. Mm. So I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think the Titans are going to win this game, but playoff football, you never know if this thing ends up being close. But I'll take the Chiefs if i got to put money down as well. Chiefs minus 8.5. I think they're just going to be too much defensively. We've seen uh, Tennessee's offense. They've looked pretty meh. And you take away their best offensive player, uh, it's going to be troubles. Moving on to the other AFC wildcard game. We have the Buffalo Bills, which we mentioned, I think, on Rams Podcast about how amazing that was to watch all those videos of them making the playoffs. So that was fun. They are traveling to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the other kind of surprise team uh, to some, but the way they turned around in the first time in the playoffs in a long time. So I've got Bills, Jaguars. Bills are getting nine points. No one is thinking this is going to be close. Oh, okay. Well, I think I'm going to have to, yeah, I have to go with Jacksonville on this one. We've seen the, the season that they've had, and everybody was a little shocked by it, but they've been very impressive. And I like to, I've watched a couple of the games, especially against the, Seattle. And the Buffalo Bills, it was an exciting story how they snuck into the playoffs. You know, you mentioned we watched that video, how Cincinnati helped them get in there. But hopefully they can take some of that heart and that energy from sneaking in and try to take advantage of it and beat uh, this Jacksonville Jaguars team. But if I had to put money down on mybookie.ag, I would go with Jacksonville. All right. Well, I think I'm going to take the points here. Nine points? I feel like I feel like the city of Buffalo is going to be on that field playing that game, uh, <laughs> the way that the Buffalo Bills are going to come out and play. Saw a couple of really cool uh, post-locker room speeches from those guys. Um, I don't even know who it was. It looked like a big lineman who kind of did, you know, this isn't, this isn't the end of it. This is the beginning of it. 
And call me cheesy, but uh, I bought it, man. And I think this is going to be a lot closer than uh, nine points. Jacksonville. You're going with the emotional win. Going with the emotional win. I'm not going with it. I think Jags will still win, but maybe it's by three points. Mm. Uh, And it wouldn't surprise me if the Bills win. So I'm going to take Bills plus the points, but I think Jacksonville will win that game. All right. Well, let's jump over to the NFC. We've got the Panthers and Saints. It's the other wild card game. Panthers are getting seven points going on the road to Saints. So, okay. seven-point underdog. Thoughts, comments, concern, Kroger, go. All right. I, I have to go with Mr. Drew Brees on this. He is the playoff master, and there's something about trusting in him during this this uh, postseason. I just have to go with my, my instinct here, and if I'm throwing money down, I'm definitely picking the Saints in this situation. And I look forward to playing them potentially down the road. Ooh, I like it. Um, this is actually a toss-up for me. Uh, I mentioned yesterday, I think the winner of this game will go and beat the Eagles. So trying to pick who I think that will. I think Cam is a little bit more of a don't know what you're going to get with. With Drew Brees, I feel the, a little bit more with experience. He's got the running game, the two-headed monster of Ingram and Kamara to kind of balance off of. They've been leaning that way heavily. So I'm going to take the Saints in this one. I'd almost do the same thing as I did with the Bills. Take the points with the Panthers, but assume the Saints win because at the same time, the Saints seem to kind of love close ball games. Um, <laughs> seen a lot, they play in a lot of those. So you know what? I'm, I'm flipping the script. I'm going to take the Panthers plus seven but the Saints to win the game. All right. I'm here to make money, man. All right, well, let's let's wrap it up, man. Let's uh, let's do it with the, the game of the week. Saturday night, 5.15. I've been saying 5.30 way too much, and everyone, I got a couple people correct me. It's actually 5.15. <laughs> okay, I would have missed the first 15 minutes if it wasn't for you guys. I thank you so, so you much. would have missed two touchdowns, one on offense, hey. one on defense. All right, all right. So we got the Falcons traveling all the way across the country out here to sunny California. Falcons are getting five and a half points. I've seen it all the way up to about six and a half points, but with mybookie.ag, you're getting five and a half points. Talk to me, Goose. What do you got? Oh, this is so hard. I just, jeez, I have 100%, 100% confidence in the Rams. Right? All right. Um, so Duh. no doubt about it. Putting my money down on the Rams. And, you know, I just I just think they're going to be able to take this at home and make a statement about being in the NFL. And we'll, we'll get into uh, some of the details of that a little bit later. But I'm, I'm jacked about it, and I cannot wait for, for this game. But, yep, my money's going on the Rams, baby. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm super confident in this. I've seen a lot of uh, nervous fans out on Twitter and Instagram. And I totally get it. I get it. Be cool, my babies. Uh, it's a tense time. You're never sure what is going to happen here in the playoffs. But I feel good about this offense, being able to put up a lot of points and being able to uh, compete here. I will take the Rams minus the points. I think they're going to do five. I think they're going to do fine. Five, five and a half isn't too much. I could see us you know, pulling away by ten or more here. Uh, I, every time I say that, I feel like I always get in trouble, and then we end up playing a really close game, and I have a heart attack. But – I like it. I'd put my money down on the Rams. I've been with them all season. So Rams minus five, five and a half to take it home. All right, guys, that was our mybookie.ag segment. Time will only tell if we are right. James, thanks for doing that with me. I want to jump topics here a little bit. We've got some other things to get to before we peel out of here. It's the Friday edition of Lockdown Rams. We've got a lot to get to. We are super hyped up. And what got me hyped up today was JB Long tweeted out something. It's the first... I saw of it and showed Sean McVay mic'd up, which mm. 
is like heaven to me. Like, <coughs> what, he's like one of those guys that I, can I pay an extra like thirty dollars to my uh, cable account for NFL <laughs> Network just to mic him up all the time and just we can just listen to whatever he says. Um, it was awesome. It was great, and it was against the 49ers. I wish it was a better game. He was kind of you know he was coaching the coach, but you got to learn that he takes every game just like any other game. And I've, I've said that a thousand times, and I believed it when I said it, but now this this proved it, right? You can the, tell he was stressed out. Right. And he wanted his players to do well, and he's always encouraging. And that's what I love. So I'm going to play a couple clips from this because I love it so much I want to share it with you guys. So the beginning first couple of clips are just him basically uh, getting ready for the game, kind of walking around, and then starting to uh, get into the game. And, and he's talking to his coaches and, and getting hyped up. This is just the way he talks to his team, man. Let's have some fun today. Encouraging and positive with these guys, man. All right, all day, all day. Just keep reminding ourselves that. Jimmy G retreats, now throws to the right side. It's caught by Marquise Goodwin. He goes in near Pylon for the touchdown. Just settle in, we're all right. Just settle in, nice and easy. Can't beat ourselves. Keep positive. Yep. Hey, hey, this is this is real important. Let's just keep these guys up. Keep coaching them like you guys are doing, man. I know this is hard for us. <laughs> I know this is hard, boys. Yep, yep. But hey, let's just make sure that we don't let any of this carry into next week, and I don't think it will, but I know it won't, actually. I know it won't. Just got to stay nice and calm. It's all good. One play at a time, good concentration, great focus, and good execution, so we finish on a good note however this game finishes up. You guys with me on that? All right, let's do it. Here we go. Just so positive, man. Just always like, come on, coach. We got to coach him up. Tell him we're doing a good job. This is the second string he's talking about. He knows, in a sense, they're being set up for failure. They're playing a first team in a hot Jimmy G, which he talked about earlier in the uh, soundbite, how yeah. he was so impressed by him. So, um, But just the way that he keeps talking. And at the same time, you mentioned this. He seems a little nervous. You know, he's kind of like, he wants to win so bad. He's you like, we, we got to stay cool. We got to stay cool. And he's yeah. just like, you know, he's trying to... But he, he presents it so well. It's just It was great to listen to. Um, and then it kind of cranks up a little bit, and he starts calling plays. And that's <laughs> when you're like, yes. Like, I just want a ringtone of him calling plays. It was awesome. So here's Sean McVay throwing down some play calling. Let's go 11 Taco right here. 11 Taco. Let's go Bunch Right Zach. Fabrice Bengal. Let's go Rockin' Chevron Shell. Rockin' Chevron Shell. Let's go... Why Mo to bunch left, Al Pacino. All right. Why Mo to bunch left, Al Pacino. Let's go 11 right here. 11. Why Mo to bunch right, Robert De Niro. Why Mo to bunch right, Robert De Niro. Let's go, man. Let's finish this drive with a touchdown here, buddy. Get him up. All right. You got a, this is a good drive going right here. Everybody feeds off you. He takes a snap, turns left shoulder, gives to Dunbar, works against the grain, slips to the hole. Touchdown, LA. Sean. Hey, that's the response. Hey, that's the response we talked about. Great job. Big third down. Wow, Bear. I just am so in love with Sean McVay. And <laughs> I, I love his approach to the game. And I, like you mentioned earlier, I would pay to hear him mic'd up constantly. It's just so exciting every time we get the chance to, to hear that. So. Robert De Niro. <laughs> Al Pacino, Al Pacino. Yeah, it's just so good, man. I, I love it. And, um, you know, we saw an earlier mic'd up of, of Jared Goff and, you know, he was doing Elvis and Tupac and all that stuff, and they make it fun. And, and um, you know, just to watch him hear how they finish that out with the, with the drive to get a score at the end and, and coaching his players up all the way to the end, saying, hey, let's finish strong. Let's get some points here. Let's build off of it. 
and they did, and, and they came out. You know, they, they had the L, but it, that was the bigger goal was rest the starters, get some backups, some experience. So I found that uh, clip to just say so much, man. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, and you mentioned experience and how he was uh, sitting – a lot of the starters and basically was like I hope we don't we don't want to bring this energy into next week and knowing confidently he's like no we're not going to we're not going to we're going to approach this uh, 100% so um, comes to experience a lot of people maybe question uh, because our team is so young and our coach is so young lack of experience possibly being an issue going into the playoffs yeah and I don't think that's going to be the case obviously that type of video really shows you uh, the preparation and the mindset that he's building in his team I mean he's just he's just got it man all right, James, well, let's shift gears, but stay on the same topic. We'll kind of end this uh, crush on McVeigh as we sit here and, and drool over how much we love him. And let's kind of put you in McVeigh's role, right? He did such a great job of pep-talking his guys and getting everybody ready. It's a very young team that haven't seen much playoff experience. So let's say McVeigh calls you over. Coach Kroger, listen, man, I got to go take a big dump. Uh, game starts in a few minutes. I need you to go pep-talk Jared Goff and get him ready, you know, you got to go give him some advice right before the game. So you, Coach Kroger's pep talking. You got five minutes to go tell Jared Goff how to get ready for this game. What's your advice for Mr. Goff from, from Coach Kroger? All right, well, Bear, I'll, first of all, I'll tell you the advice that how I would like to give it to him. But in reality, if, if that happened, I would start sweating and getting really nervous and my, my teeth would start chattering. Yeah. And I would probably look like a big old pussy. <laughs> well, thank God you're two beers deep. And, uh, you know, let it go, big all guy. All right, now I got my confidence juice in me. I'm heading over to Goff. I'm going to prep talk him here. Listen, Jared. Right <laughs> But before I get going with that, I want to provide you guys with additional context on where we stand here because, yes, everybody's basically saying that this is a young team and we haven't faced the playoffs yet. And so they're questioning that. Well, Goff will be 23 years and 84 days old when he takes the field on Saturday. Quarterbacks no older than that are 6-12 and in playoffs during the Super Bowl era, according to ESPN. On top of that... Goff will be the 17th starting quarterback, pick number one overall to start mm. in the postseason in the common draft era, which goes back to 1967. Since 95, those quarterbacks are 2-7 and seven in the playoffs. Yeesh. And the last one to uh, feel that position to be in the playoffs after being the number one draft pick was Mr. Mark Sanchez in 2009. So the reason that this is such a topic of conversation is because, you know, looking historically, it hasn't looked too great for people in Goff's situation. Right, right. Uh, with that said... You know, this is a different team. Sean McVay spoke to the lack of playoff experience on this team a couple days ago, and he just talks about how much we adjust, how professional this team is and mature, and the way that we come back from losses. We haven't lost twice in a row this year, and we just have a a different mentality when it comes to this season. So uh, with that said, I would walk up to Goff confidently and try to be, do my best McVeigh impression. You know, maybe give him a little shoulder punch, a little like butt tap and say, hey man, we got to hit this hard. We got to hit it early because this is all about confidence and we have to get off to a strong pace because you have to be confident. And I don't doubt that because Goff been watching a lot of his pressers after uh, practice and he's been nothing but confident and focused. There's been a few people tweeting about it online that he just, he mentally and physically looks there. Yeah, And it makes me feel so good uh, knowing that. But I don't have to tell him this, but just additional backup. He's got to remain confident and not lose focus. Uh, Atlanta knows you know, the vibe of the playoffs. A lot of them have been there a few times, especially uh, you know, Matt Ryan and his history. So, But the biggest thing about Goff is I want him to approach this as if it's just a normal game and prep like he has all season long. And if he does that, he should be fine. I want to give you a quick 
fun fact before we move fun forward. Fun fact! And I'll probably say this to Goff too, but <laughs> do you know that this is only the fifth time there there is, in the playoffs, a coach will be at opposing an older quarterback mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the playoffs. So that was kind of a fun little fact. How, how much older is Matt Ryan than, than McVay anyway? Just though? enough. Just enough. So that's what I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd do the butt tab and walk away. Nailed it. <laughs> All right, well, Coach Kroger is ready. If McVeigh has emergency bathroom needs, uh, Coach Kroger's ready for a 20-minute pep talk. He'd be like, what's this drunk, rambling idiot talking about? <laughs> he just keeps touching my butt. I don't know what's going on. Speaking of drunk, ra- drunk rambling idiots, you can find Bear at LA underscore rambling bear on Twitter. Hey! But uh, I gotta throw it back at you, big guy. You know, Sean McVay comes up, all of a sudden he's got a stomachache. He starts mm. throwing up. Man, he's, he's gotta get, get that figured out. Like, get Gurley. Gurley's prepped, but he's looking a little down. What do you say? How do you prep Todd Gurley for this game? What's your pep talk like? Oh, man. I take Gurley and uh, I'm gonna bring him over. I'm gonna, I hope he has his helmet on because I wanna grab him by the face mask. <laughs> and I wanna bring him up. I just always wanna do that. I just wanna grab him by the face mask. It tells you I'm serious, right? make him like you instantly. Yeah, I'm just gonna some heart to heart real quick and i'm gonna say listen todd you're the team man you are the mvp you are the los angeles rams you go out there we're gonna feed you all day whether it's through the air or on the ground and this is your ball game to win now go out there big guy put up 150 plus yards a couple tds i don't care if fantasy football's over you go get some touchdowns big guy he's like coach i'm not playing for fan listen to me when i talk to you (laughs) I'm going to own that conversation, and then I'm going to finish with, now go go give your quarterback a pep talk, because that weird guy in the corner was just talking to him, and I don't know what the hell he was talking about, so you need to go give him a pep talk, and like we finish with a one-two. Yeah, you like I like that? in your narration, you call he calls you coach. Oh, are you Coach Bear? Oh, yeah. Coach Mater. Coach Bear. All right. Coach Bear. Um, those guys don't need pep talks. That's what Sean McVay's there for. Uh, but just in case, Sean, we will DM you uh, the info if you need covered. us. We got you covered. Uh, and that's Pep Talks with Baron James. <laughs> if anyone needs one, hit us up on Twitter. I am at jkroger3, also at Rams Podcast. If you need a pep talk, let me know. I'm yeah. always down. 280 characters or less. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, if you can't tell, we've reached the goofy stage of the podcast. We are excited about this game. There's not much more we can tell you other than than to show up at 5.15, get loud and proud at the L.A. Coliseum. Two teams are going to face off. One's going to walk out. One and done here, people. If you lose, you're out. You go home. We don't want it. We don't believe in it. I think this team's going to make a big run. I got a lot more to say, so I'm not done yet. I think we've got some more playoff matchups to talk about. We'll be back. Hopefully we'll be back. Maybe a little special edition maybe on Sunday if we get the win. We'll talk some more football. We'll get into the nitty-gritty, all the good stuff. James, thanks so much for finishing out the week with me. I will be back here on Saturday to watch live from Rams Podcast Studio. Guys, if you haven't heard, we dropped a new Rams Podcast as well. It's me and James going back and forth. There's a little debate on there near the end that I need your guys' opinion on. So James mentioned it earlier. You can reach me at LA underscore Rambling Bear. Also at Locked On Rams. And then if you don't have that, hit me up on Gmail. It's LockedOnRams at gmail.com. If you're listening to this, I hope you guys have a great Friday. Or if you're capping off the Friday, we are just a few hours away Rams football. Can't wait to come talk about the great game that we saw on Saturday. But you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time, peace.
Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.